what up it's your girl jay jasmine whatever you want to refer to me as just know that i am back with another episode of this podcast internally woke your host the woman of the 30 40 minutes to an hour (laughs) um so i'm back with another episode i know i've been a little sporadic lately the last time you got a podcast for me was the live i think that was like two weeks ago i'm almost certain it was before um thanksgiving and then before that it was a couple of weeks um so i'm trying to not be like beginning 2020 we're gonna be on here every week i'm trying to start now because as we know um It's not a day or a date that makes a difference. It's a mindset, right? So it doesn't matter if tomorrow is the first day of the year. doesn't matter if next week, next month, three months from now is the first day of a new year. It's our mindset. So I'm going to try and do better now rather than waiting until 2020 starts. So. If you're new to the podcast, I'll go ahead and tell you how we do it. We start off the first half of the half of the podcast. Am I going to be able to talk? We start off the first half of the podcast with a little bit of truth serum, a little bit of waking up, a little bit of realization. Hence the name internally woke. I go off the basis that you can't wake up other people and make other people realize things in the society of being woke and we're going to cancel you if you're not woke. When a lot of times we're not truthful with our own selves, we're throwing rocks in glass houses, we're pointing the finger, we're not sleeping around our own front porch. And so a lot of times we need to have some self-realization of our toxic behaviors or things that we can improve on before we go ahead and try and make other people be aware or woke of how they should treat us and other people. So that's how the first half of the podcast works. And then the second half of the podcast, we get into a little bit of celebrity news, a little bit of what's, you know, really the hot topics in the street the past you know week or whenever the last time I talked to you so let's go ahead and get into our little truth serum this week um this week's truth serum internally woke little tidbit um is for my small town people and I came to this realization myself today which kind of inspired me to go ahead and record this podcast I was sitting here watching um catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta I don't have regular cable TV. I have Sling TV um, because on regular cable TV, I don't watch all them shows. Okay, the t- I watch Bravo for Real Housewives of Atlanta. I watch VH1 for the ratchetness that is of the love and hip hops. I watch. Um, I also watch Bravo for Married to Medicine and Real Housewives of Potomac. And then the other thing I watch on TV is sports, golf. NFL, basketball, all that. So those are like the only really types of channels I need. And I promise you, this is not an ad, but Sling allows me to customize and get those channels that I like without paying for a whole bunch of channels that I don't watch. Um, I'll show, also watch um, Blackish. I watch TGIT, the Thank God It's Thursday with Grey's Anatomy and all that. So between Sling TV and Hulu, I mean, that's all I really get out of regular TV. And then, of course, I have Netflix. Who doesn't have Netflix in 2019? Anywho, 
So I was watching, catching up on, I said that to say, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here. Said all that to say is I don't also, because I have Sling TV and Hulu, I don't have to watch TV in real time. So when Real Housewives of Atlanta comes on on Sunday nights, I don't have to sit in front of the TV and watch it or wait for a rerun because Sling TV also has on demand. So I can watch any of my favorite shows at any time. And so usually Sunday nights for me are for football. From the time I get home and sit on that couch till I go to bed, it's football. And so, um, well, of course, during this time of year, um, I can't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta because football is first in my heart. Sorry. Um, so I usually like wait and then just like catch up on a couple of shows, maybe like a week or two later. So I was catching up. Candy was talking about Riley going to New York for the summer to do an internship at a law firm. Mind you, Riley is not a college student yet. And most of the time you hear about, especially black people, we don't go do internships. One, we don't usually do internships unless it's required under our college major. So until we're in college. Two, usually we stay within the same city. So it's rare for you to hear of black people going to different cities without their family, younger than college age to do an internship. And just sitting there watching that and her being so just young and, you know, ready to explore the world. I came from a small town, so not that many people around me had the mentality of stretching out big. Most of the people in my city were like worried about getting out as far as like getting out of like a 10 mile radius. So like we wanted to go to college because most of us were first or second generation people going to college. I was a second generation. My mom went to college. My dad went to college. So I was second generation to go to college in my family. But it was like we were more focused on going to college because not that many people in our family had that goal or or achieved that goal, I'll say. So that was like our main thing. Go to college, get the degree, get the decent job so that you don't have to move back and depend on your family. But it was never like there were probably. I can think of one person, (laughs) one person. Black, let me say this. I can think of one black person, maybe two in my high school graduating class that one went to college out of state moved out of state, moved to a different state after leaving college. Um, I think they went to, yeah, they went to Hampton. Then they moved to Philadelphia, Jersey, something, one of those states up north and lived there. They have now since moved back, but one. So that shows you like our mentality was not on going to a different state and exploring options like that. Our mentality was get the degree, right? any means possible. And most of our parents, like I know my mom couldn't afford out-of-state tuition. So in watching that, I've never had that mentality to like shoot huge. Like I shoot big, but big for my surroundings. Not, I hope this is making sense. Y'all know I have a way of having a thought in my head. And sometimes I have an issue of not being able to make it clear or make it plain. But the majority of y'all will hit me back and be like, I totally agree with what you were saying. I don't get what you're saying. So let me just say it. I want bigger, but bigger than what I was used to, right? I didn't grow up poor. I grew up middle class, kind of. 
not rich by any means, but you know, and so bigger for me was, um, my mom owned a house. She owned a three bedroom house. So bigger for me was four bedroom house. My mom had me out of wedlock and raised me, never got married. So bigger for me was to be married before I had kids and to be married and be like the big, you know what I'm saying? And then like have the degree, make good money, but never like move to another state, be a big company executive. You know what I'm saying? Like if I got it, great, but it wasn't something that I look for and achieve to. So in just watching Riley, like, shoot for the stars at that young of an age and just and it wasn't that necessarily she wants to be a lawyer because she's went on other summer internships it's just to get the exposure and the experience and a lot of times when you come from a small town like me your first second and sometimes even third generation college student you don't get that exposure right so my mom went to college at Pembroke ugh, majored in biology And so all she could come back, oh, and she was in the military. And one point in her military career, she was stationed in Kentucky. So all she could really come back and tell me was her experience. She liked biology. That was it. So there was no exposure really for me to get. Um, And so watching Candy do that for Riley, even though Candy didn't have that for herself, but understanding the importance of it kind of made me be like, if you stay here where you are, and it does I'm not necessarily just talking about Charlotte because you, everybody knows I want to live in Texas. That's like my dream. But I'm not just talking about physical location, but I'm talking about in the mindset of, you know, just trying to get the big not just trying to get the job that makes the, you know, good money so that I can provide a home and the dog and all that for Madison. But like if I don't provide the exposure to that type of stuff for her and I just, you know, physically stay here in this mindset of, well, if she does better than me by going to college and she does better than me than majoring in something that makes more money than me and she does better than me by staying married because we all know I didn't change that, you know, like I have to, it's life is more than that social aspect of the house, the car, the family. Like there are experiences to be made. Yeah, travel. But what about what are you getting out of that travel? So if she's just going to Disney World or we're just going to the beach or we're just going to New York on just regular family summer vacations. What is she what kind of growth is she getting out of that? And what type of experiences and exposure is she getting to help her decide what she wants to do? We always talk about the exposure for our kids of getting them on college tours. Okay, well, we now know that like, as long as you're probably 16 or older, you can do internships and not just them little fourth period internships at your local high school. Like you can actually get into the corporate field and see what you want to do rather than waiting until you get to college finding out what you, what it is you want to do, fumbling around, and then doing an internship your senior year when, um, or junior, senior year when it's, it's too late, you know? So I think that we need to realize that there's so much more out there for our kids than just, just doing a little better than what we did, especially people who aren't afforded the opportunities, such as Riley Burr. It's like, We have to look at stuff like that and say, hey, 
yeah, we want our kids to do better, but we also want them to have exposure and to set them up for a better, set them up to be able to make better decisions, right? It's good to set them up with a college fund to be ready to go to college. It's good to set them up, you know, to know which college they want to go to and all that. But are we setting them up to make good decisions? Do better than me is not a good decision. <laughs> you know, um, are we setting them up to realize that societal norms do not define them? Right. So that was my little internally well tidbit for this week. We have to wake up and realize that, yes, we want our kids to do. And even if you don't have kids yet, your nieces, your nephews, we want them to do better than what we did. But we need to take it a step further because doing better, there's more to life than just doing better than what our parents did. And I wish I would have realized that earlier in life. I probably would have waited to get married. I probably would have waited to have a kid. Um, but it's definitely an eye opener for me. And now my hustle is not so much focused on getting a house or getting my Range Rover or, you know, that type of stuff. Now my focus on is on creating an experience to get Madison the exposure she needs to understand what life has to offer so that she can make a better, well-informed decision. So that's that. I hope that woke somebody up because that watching that woke me up today. And I was like, wow, the disservice that we do our kids by just trying to make sure they get one step better when there's like 50 steps. But we just want to get one step. We just want to get them one step better. And there's 50 steps out there. So that definitely woke me up. Hope that woke somebody up out there who's thinking that, you know, stability for your kids is a house, a dog two parents in the home and all that. I mean, that stuff is great. Stuff is awesome. But let's expose our kids so that they can make better decisions than we did. And I think coming from uh, the millennial generation, um, and that is anybody who was born in 1985 to 1995, you are a millennial if you fall in there. Um, it was just get get a college degree. Get a college degree. You, when you get in college, you'll figure out what you want to do. You'll get an internship your junior or senior year, and you'll figure out what you want. No, it's too late then. <laughs> I'm three, four years deep into my major, and I can't do anything but get a different master's once I get out now. And so you feel stuck. And so millennials were forced into college to get these degrees and not know what they want to do. And in my town, community college was looked down on. Um So, yeah, it really put us millennials in a tough spot. And I think in order to better the generations that are coming up afterwards, after us, the um, the Gen Z's and the Gen Alphas, my daughter is going to be in the Gen Alpha or is a Gen Alpha. Um, The Gen Z's, these people out here eating Tide Pods, God bless. (laughs) But in order for us to make a better life path for them. I think we need to expose them to more. So that's my alarm clock waking you guys up this week. I know some of you are like, I already knew that. Okay, we'll go for you. You're probably ready for the next segment, which we get into hot topics, celebrity news. What's going on in the world? Um, 
first let me talk about politics because I usually don't talk about politics on my podcast because I like to keep it light I like to keep it fun um however I'm gonna mention this whole impeachment situation and I'm gonna sound like such an uncle ruckus but I'm not coming from that type of place I'm just gonna drop a little tidbit of knowledge out here for you guys If the impeachment of Trump goes through before he gets out of office and then everything else behind that to get him kicked out of office follows through. Well, we already know the impeachment is up. The articles of impeachment have been brought forth. However, if the motions move forward to get him out of office prior to the next election in 2020, you do realize the next president in line would be that of Mike Pence. And I'm just here to tell you, the only thing that doesn't get those hardcore throwing us into recession laws and amendments passed is Trump's ignorance. Because even the smartest Republicans and Democrats are like his ignorance, his presentation, we can't we can't get a vote of yay on on certain things that he says however Mike Pence ain't that outwardly with his racism and discriminatory laws and stuff that he would like to pass he has more coups about himself and so if y'all think that Trump is the devil I'm just here to tell you Mike Pence isn't so what I'm here to say is leave the whole Trump situation alone because I believe that if we leave him alone there's just a chance a chance that we leave him alone, we don't get him kicked out of office, he ends his term, that the God in heaven will allow just somebody, whether Republican or Democrat, somebody else to get into office. Because I'm here to tell you, you don't want five, maybe even nine years, because if he starts now, if Trump gets kicked out of office, that'll give him an extra year. And then probably another term. We don't want that we don't want Pence that long. Definitely. We definitely don't want Trump that, for eight years. But we definitely don't want Pence that long. Um, I just want to put that out there because I don't think people are thinking like that. People are thinking he's an idiot. He's dumb. He's dangerous. Get him out. Um, we know he's dumb and dangerous because he's open with his dumb and dangerous. Okay. But the people that would probably take his place aren't as open with their dumbness and danger so they would get by with it a whole lot easier than he would I just want to be like can y'all think that way before I mean I don't think that Trump is a good president at all and in the slightest bit but let's just wait it out and just pray to God we get somebody in there with some sense in 2020 okay I'm moving on um, I'm not going to even talk about Lizzo. I know that's one of the biggest conversations out there right? going on right now. Everybody has pretty much taken two sides or three. One side being let her do what her do, but the outfit was inappropriate. The other side being that was an inappropriate outfit and she's too big to be doing that. And then the third side being... Um, She's amazing. Let her do it. I'm on the the what she did was inappropriate. You can love yourself. You can be confident. 
but I wouldn't do it that way. And that's all that's and that's that on that. Okay. Um I lost my train of thought on the um big topic that I was gonna talk well, it wasn't really big. Um where are my notes? Hold please. Can we talk about um this second lifetime movie on surviving art Kelly? Can we talk about that? Okay. First, let me say I do not agree that if Art Kelly is guilty of the things that he has been convicted of, <laughs> I'm trying to be legal here. If he is convicted of the things that they say he has done, messing with underage girls, keeping girls under their, um, keeping girls in his house against their will, sex slaves, all that stuff, allegedly. Okay. I believe he's guilty of a good smidgen of it, but we're not going to get into that. But, and I'm not the one, I'm not God, and I'm nobody's judge or jury. I have not been called to jury duty on the case to say whether he is guilty or innocent. But, if he is guilty, why are we making another video? If he's not guilty, why are we making another video? Like, I, I, so the other surviving art Kelly came out forever and a year ago. I don't remember when it came out. I just know I didn't watch it because I've already heard the stuff art Kelly has been accused of. Um, and so it was like, well, what is the video going to reveal that nobody else has already heard? And I just recently, because I had nothing else to do and I was trying to find something new to watch on Netflix came across the documentary survived the first star robin art kelly and i just happened to turn it on and watch it and like i said the main reason that i didn't watch it is because they didn't say anything that we haven't already heard it wasn't like it revealed anything the only thing it revealed was who these people actually were we heard it was girls we just never like got names of all these women um So, like, my whole thing is, what is this new, if this first documentary didn't reveal anything we didn't already know, it just brought light to the situation, to the people who didn't already have light, because we've been knowing for years. Um, What is this second documentary going to accomplish? <laughs> what, what is it really going to accomplish? What are they going to tell us that we don't already know? The two girls who have... The most information and the most proof still love him, still back him, refuse to talk. And that if they are grown now. So, I mean, I feel sorry for them if they were manipulated, if they were too young to make the decision, if they really need some psychiatric help, some, you know, therapy. You know, I feel sorry for them, but now they are old enough to seek that kind of help. Um, and don't get me wrong. I understand the whole thing of, you know, the victim mentality and being brainwashed and all that stuff. I get that that can still happen. 
But what else can we do? <laughs> I mean, like if they don't want to come out and say that they were abused, um, that they were treated unfairly and they still love this man and they still pack him, whether he's wrong or right, then what can we do? So what is the second documentary? Documentary. <laughs> what is the second documentary really going to accomplish? Help me. Help me to help me to help me understand. Because I'm lost. I am. I'm lost for words on that one. Um, yeah, so that's all I have to say on that. Um, other than Lizzo being all over the, um, internet. The only other story that I can continue to see that's getting old is the back and forth. The, let me see. The passive, aggressive back and forth between Jordan Woods and Chloe. Like, one will come out and say one thing without actually saying the other person's name and make it seem like it's geared. Like, Jordan will come out and say something in an Insta story or on a post and make it seem like it's geared toward Chloe without actually saying not Chloe. Am I talking about the right Kardashian? <laughs> y'all <laughs> Y'all just let me up here continuously say Chloe and I think it's is it Chloe? And you know I watch the Kardashians. Is it Chloe? Jasmine, you gonna hop on a podcast and not have your information together that's unprofessional. I was right. It's Chloe. Anyways, Jordan will come out and say something passive aggressive that seems as if it's directed towards Chloe without actually saying Chloe's name. On an Instagram story, a Twitter post, or an Instagram post. And then, maybe a few hours, maybe a day later, Chloe will come back and say something in regards to what Jordan said without actually saying Jordan's name. That makes it seem like she's responding to the post that Jordan posted. And I'm like, and so in one breath, the other will say they forgave the other. So Jordan will say she forgives Chloe. Chloe will say she forgives Jordan without actually saying their names again. Or sometimes they have said their names that they forgive them. But then they come back with these posts that seem like they're geared toward each other that are very passive aggressive. And <laughs> there are so many times that I post something and I heard dog go bark. And so they'll think I'm talking about them when I actually not. So if they're not actually talking about each other, cool and dandy. But if they are, can we just like all sit down and go to therapy and get some healing over this? Because for one, Chloe, you were never married to Tristan. You were just a baby mother, a baby mother. Okay, and so I'm not saying that that gave Jordan the right to cheat or sit on his lap or whatever line she crossed. It didn't give her the right because y'all weren't married. But what I'm saying is like, you're too gung ho on this line she crossed for somebody who was just your baby father, (laughs) like. I mean, I can understand you being hurt in the moment because you've been through. You have been through it with your exes. I get that. And so you're sitting here. You've got this life with Tristan, not married, but this life. 
and you know you think things are gonna work you think he's gonna be your forever and then he crosses this line with the family friend so yeah it hurts in the moment you feel betrayed in the moment you're upset you lash out but here we are months <laughs> months later and we're still throwing these passive aggressive posts out here can we all just agree to move on i don't like you you don't like me but i'm going to stop how is she gonna heal over him over jordan how is she gonna heal over this whole situation it seems like Miss Chloe Kardashian needs to do a little internally waking up herself because how are you going to heal over this situation if you keep throwing yourself in the midst of it by posting about the situation? Because even if it's not, she did address because the shade room, of course, got shady and started posting the back and forths, asking or inquiring were they about each other um, to their followers. And so... Chloe did happen to jump in and make a statement about how, you know, something about, for, I don't know, something about forgiveness and she threw Tristan's name in there. Okay, but are you going to be with him or are you not? And so if you decide to be with him, then we need to decide that we're going to leave this Jordan situation in the past. No, we're not going to forget it. We ain't going to forget this man be out here hoeing. We does something we're not going to forget. But what we are going to say is we're not going to bring it up anymore. That was something that I learned when I was married is that if you're going to decide to stay, then deciding to stay in the midst of your hurt and your pain means we're going to hash it out right here, right now when it happens. Okay, but we're not going to keep bringing up that situation because otherwise I can leave, which is why I finally decided to leave because I was always constantly in my feelings, not knowing when next time was going to be the next time. And one, every time I got angry, I wanted to bring up the past situations. And I said, I finally said, you know what? I am not healing by staying here. I am not moving on from the hurt. I am not getting over anything while I continually stay here trying to make it work with someone who obviously don't want to make it work and cannot agree with my however long it took me to heal. So I said. I will be better off. I will be more peaceful if I remove myself from the situation. I removed myself from the situation, not thinking that it was going to completely be the end, but also not thinking that I will be back. It was one of those in between. I don't know. Should I stay? Should I go? I don't know. But I removed myself from the situation, got a new apartment, moved out, everything. And in the midst of removing myself from the situation, I realized that I had more peace. I could sleep better. I wasn't worried about what time somebody was coming home. I wasn't worried about what they was doing while they was out. I wasn't worried about if they said they was working late. Was they really? I wasn't worried about any of that. And so that allowed me to say to myself, you know what? It is better off if I stay, if I remove myself permanently. Originally, it was temporarily, but removing myself allowed me to heal. I, I no longer harbor any ill feelings against my ex. I'm not angry. I don't want to keep bringing up the situations that happened that led me here. It, when I see him, it's about our daughter. It is about Madison. I harbor no ill feelings. And so 
I really feel like Chloe just needs to go through some therapy and remove herself from the situation in order to heal. Because how are we going to heal if we keep going back and forth with Jordan and talking about Tristan? Like, are you going to stay? If you're going to stay, then stay and be quiet. If you don't want to stay and be quiet because it's too much, then remove yourself, honey. I don't know. But I, that's that on that because I'm tired of the Jordan Woods and the Khloe Kardashian and the Tristan Thompson. We knew Tristan Thompson once before he got with Khloe. We knew he once during the time he was with Khloe. And we definitely knew he once when he uh, did whatever he did with Jordan. We still, we two different sides of the story. We don't know. But that's that on that. And the whole um, another relationship I'm tired of talking about is T.I. and Tiny. They have said they were in an open marriage. Then they said T.I. was cheating. And now they listen. If they decide to stay, then they decide to accept the situation for what it is. And you can't keep bringing up the past. If you want to keep bringing up the past, then leave. Because clearly you're not happy. If you got to keep hashing out the same situation over and over and you are not content with it, then you need to remove yourself from it. Because T.I. and Tiny was on Red Table Talk, I think it was last week. And then they were also on T.I.'s podcast talking about it. And I'm just like, I'm, this is another relationship I'm tired of talking about. They're not divorced. Clearly they like what they're doing. So why do we have to keep talking about it? If it's one thing that social media and the millennial and Gen Z generation have allowed us to do is beat a dead horse. The Little Fizz and April situation came back up because of the um, Love and Hip Hop reunion. Well, we already had this conversation at the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, end of the season. Now we're on the reunion and we're still having this conversation. Like y'all really know how to beat a debt all it takes is for one situation to catch wind and take off if we can get a lot of people talking about a certain situation or somebody's lifestyle then social media will take that situation and beat it and bring it up and will let us beat it and then let it die and then they'll bring it back to life and let us beat it down again until they can't bring it back to life no more and I feel like that with April and Biz. I feel like that with T.I. and Tiny. I feel like that with Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson, and Khloe Kardashian. So can that be that on that on all three of them? Can that be that on that? Can we leave? Let them do whatever it is they want to do. Can we let them be? Can we stop bringing up those three relationships and trying to psychoanalyze it with our Google psychology degrees. <laughs> I don't have any more hot topics or celebrityness to talk about. I really didn't have much. I told y'all the biggest story this week was Lizzo. I'm over it. I'm a We need something new to talk about. But until next time, I'm your girl Jay, Jasmine, whatever you want to call me. And this has been another episode of Internally Woke.